Section 18 of the Purple Cloud. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gabby Cowan. The Purple Cloud by Matthew Phipps Shield. Section 18. Those words when the thirty-three were written by me over seventeen years since long years seventeen in number nor have i now any idea to what they refer the book in which i wrote i had lost in the cabin of the esperanza and yesterday returning to imbros from an hour's aimless cruise discovered it there behind a chest i find now considerable difficulty in guiding the pencil and these few lines now written have quite an odd look like the handwriting of a man not very proficient in the art it is seventeen years seventeen seventeen ah and the expression of my ideas is not fluent either i have to think for the word a minute and i should not be surprised if the spelling of some of them is queer my brain has been thinking inarticulately perhaps all these years and the english words and letters as they now stand written have rather an improbable and foreign air to me as a greek or russian book might look to a man who has not so long been learning those languages as to forget the impossibly foreign impression received from them on the first day of tackling them or perhaps it is only my fancy for that i have fancies i know but what to write the history of those seventeen years could not be put down my good god at least it would take me seventeen more to do it if i were to detail the building of the palace alone and how it killed me nearly and how i twice fled from it and had to return and became its bounden slave and dreamed of it and groveled before it and prayed and raved and rolled and how i forgot to make provision on the west side for the contraction and expansion of the gold in the colder weather and the heats of the summer and had to break down nine months work and how i cursed thee how i cursed thee and how the lake of wine evaporated faster than the conduits replenished it and the three journeys which i had to take to constantinople for shiploads of wine and my frothing despair still i had the thought of placing the reservoir in the platform and how i had then to break down the south side of the platform to the very bottom and of the month-long nightmare of terror that i had lest the south side of the palace could undergo subsidence and how the petrol failed and of the three weeks search for petrol along the coast and how after least robbing all the jet i found that i had forgotten the necessary rush for polishing and how in the third year i found the fluid which i had for water proving the pores of the platform stone nearly all leaked away in the esperanza's hold and i had to get silicate of soda at gallipoli and how after two years observation i had to come to the conclusion 
that the lake was leaking and discovered that this imbrus sand was not suitable for mixing with the skin of portland cement which covered the cement concrete and i had to substitute sheet bitumen in three places and how i did all all for the sake of god thinking i will work and be a good man and cast hell from me and when i see it stand finished it will be an altar and a testimony to me and i shall find peace and be well and how i have been cheated seventeen years long years of my life for there is no god and how my plasters hair failed me and i had to use flock haitian scream wadding good street paving blocks and whatever i could find for filling the interpaces between the platform cross walls and of the spaniolet bolts how a number of them mysteriously disappeared as if snatched to hell by harpies and i had to make them and how the crane chain could not reach two of the silver panel castings when they were finished and they were too heavy for me to lift and the wringing of the hands of my despair and my biting of the earth and the transport of my fury and how for a whole wild week i search in vain for the textbook which describes the ambering process and how when all was nearly over in the blasting away of the forge and crane with dynamite a long crack appeared down the gold of the east platform steps and how i would not be consoled but mourned and mourned and how in spite of all my tribulations it was sweetly interesting to watch my power slowly grow from the first feeble beginnings of the landing of materials and unloading them from the motor a hundred weight at a time till i could swing four tones see the solid metals flow enjoy the gliding sounds of the handle crankshaft and system of levers forcing inwards the mould end and the upper and lower plungers for pressing the material build at ease in a travelling cage and watch from my hot door through sleepless hours under the electric moonlight of this land the three piles of gold stones the silver panels the two foot squares of jet and be comforted and how the party wash but it is past it is past and not to live over again that vulgar nightmare and means and ends have i taken to this writing again but to put down something else if i dare seventeen years my good god of that delusion i could write down no sort of explanation for all those groans and griefs at which a reasoning being would not shriek with laughter i should have lived at ease in some palace in the middle orient and burned my cities but no i must be a good man vain thought that preach the words of a wild madman in england who prophesied what happened were with me where he says the defeat of man is his defeat and i said to myself well the last man shall not be quite a fiend just to spite that other and i worked and groaned saying i will be a good man and burn nothing nor utter aught unseemly nor debauch myself but choke back the blasphemies that those others shriek through my throat and build 
and built with moils and groans and it was vanity though i do love the house too i love it well for it is my home on the waste earth i had calculated to finish it in twelve years and i should undoubtedly have finished it in fourteen instead of in sixteen and seven months but one day when the south north and east platforms steps were already finished it was in the july of the third year and near the sunset as i left off work instead of going to the tent where my dinner lay ready i walked down to the ship most strangely in a daft mechanical sort of way without saying a word to myself an evil meaning smile of malice on my lips and at midnight i was laying off mitylene thirty miles to the south having bid as i thought a last farewell to all those toils i was going to burn athens i did not however but kept on my way westward round cape matapan intending to destroy the forest and towns of sicily if i found there a suitable motor for travelling for i had not been at the pains to take the motor on board at imbros otherwise i would ravage parts of southern italy but when i came thereabouts i was confronted with an awful horror no southern italy was there and no sicily was there unless a small new island probably not five miles long was sicily and nothing else i saw save the still smoking crater of stromboli i cruised northward searching for land and for a long time would not believe the evidence of the instruments thinking that they wilfully misled me or i stark mad but no no italy was there till i came to the latitude of naples it too having disappeared engulfed engulfed all that stretch from this monstrous thing i received so solemn a shock and mood of awe that the evil mind in me was quite chilled and quelled for it was and is my belief that a widespread rearrangement of the earth's surface is being purposed and in all that drama oh my god how shall i be found however i went on my way but more leisurely not daring for a long time to do anything lest i might offend any one and in this foolish cowering mind coasted all the western coast of spain and france during five weeks in that prolonged intensity of calm weather which now alternates with the storms that transcend all thought till i came again to calais and there for the first time landed here i would no longer contain myself but burned and that magnificent stretch of forest that lay between agincourt and avevilla covering five square miles i burned and avevilla i burned and amiens i burned and three forests between amiens and paris i burned and paris i burned burning and burning during four months leaving behind me smoking districts a long tract of ravage like some being of the pit that blights where pass his flaming wings this of city burning has now become a habit 
with me more enchaining and infinitely more debased than ever was opium to the smoker or alcohol to the drunkard i counted among the prime necessaries of my life it is my brandy my bacchanal my secret sin i have burned calcutta pekin and san francisco in despite of the restraining influence of this palace i have burned and burned i have burned two hundred cities and countrysides like levitan disporting himself in the sea so i have rioted in this earth after an absence of six months i returned to imbros for i was for looking again upon the work which i had done that i might mock myself for all that unkingly grovelling and when i saw it standing there as i had left it frustrate and forlorn and waiting its maker's hand some pity and instinct to build took me for something of god was in man and i fell upon my knees and spread my arms to god and was converted promising to finish the palace with prayers that as i built so he would build my soul and save the last man from the enemy and i set to work that day to least drop the last few dolls of the jet i did not leave imbros after that during four years except for occasional brief trips to the coast to kilibar gallipoli lapsaki gamus rodosto erdek erikli or even once to constantinople and scutari if i happened to want anything or if i was tired of work but without once doing the least harm to anything but containing my humours and fearing my maker and full of peaceful charm were those little cruises through this levantic world which truly is rather like a light sketch in water colours done by an angel that like the dawn real earth and full of self-satisfaction and pious contentment could i return to imbrus approved of my conscience for that i surmounted temptation and lived tame and stainless i had set up the southern of the two closed lotus pillars and the platform top was already looking as lovely as heaven with its alternate two-foot squares of pellucid gold and pellucid jet when i noticed one morning that the speranza's bottom was really now too full and the whim took me then and there to leave all and clean her as far as i could i at once went on board descended to the hold took off my sudary and began to shift the ballast over to starboard so as to tilt up her port bottom to the scraper this was wearing labour and about noon i was sitting on a bag resting in the almost darkness when something seemed to whisper to me these words you dreamed last night that there is an old chinaman alive in pekin horridly i started i had dreamed something of the sort but from the moment of waking till then had forgotten it and i leapt leave it to my feet i cleaned no esperanza that day nor for four days did i anything but sat on the cabin house and mused my supporting palm among the hairy draperies of my chin for the thought of such a thing if it could by any possibility be true was detestable as death to me changing the colour of the sun 
and the whole aspect of the world and anon at the outrage of that thing my brow would flush with wrath and my eyes blaze till on the fourth afternoon i said to myself that old chinaman in pekin is likely to get burned to death i think or blown to the clouds so a second time on the fourth march the poor palace was left to build itself for after a short trip to gallipoli where i got some young lime twigs in boxes of earth and some preserved limes and ginger i set out for a long voyage to the east passing through the suez canal and visiting bombay where i was three weeks and then destroyed it i had the thought of going across hindustan by engine but did not like to leave my ship to which i was very attached not sure of finding anything so suitable and good at calcutta and moreover i was afraid to abandon my petrol motor which i had taken on board with the air wind last since i was going to uncivilized land i therefore coasted down western hindustan all that northern shore of the arabian sea has at the present time an odor which it wafts far over the water resembling odors of happy vague dreamlands sweet to smell in the early mornings as if the air were nothing but a perfume and life in inhalation on that voyage however i had from beginning to end twenty-seven fearful storms or if i count that one near the carolines then twenty-eight but i do not wish to write of these rages they were too inhuman and how i came alive through them against all my wildest hope someone or something only knows i will write down here a thing it is this my god something which i have observed a definite obstreperousness in the mood of the elements now when once roused which grows which grows continually tempests have become very very far more grateful the sea more truculent and unbounded on its insolence when it thunders it thunders with a venom new to me cracking as though it would split the firmament and bowling through the heaven of heavens as if roaring to devour all things in bombay once and in china thrice i was shaken by earthquakes the second and third marked by a certain extravagance of agitation that might turn a man grey why should this be my god i remember reading very long ago that on the american prairies which from the time immemorial had been swept by great storms the storms gradually subsided when man went to reside permanently there if this be true it would seem that the mere presence of man had a certain subduing of mesmerizing effect upon the native turbulence of nature and his absence now may have removed the curve it is my belief that within fifty years from now the huge forces of the earth will be let fully loose to tumble as they will and this planet will become one of the undisputed playgrounds of hell and the theatre of commotions stupendous as those witnesses on the face of saturn the earth is all on my brain on my brain o dark-minded mother with thy passionate 
cravings after the infinite thy regrets and mighty griefs and comatose sleeps and sinister coming doom o earth and i poor man though a king sole witness of thy bleak tremendous woods upon her i brood and do not cease but brood and brood the habit if i remember right first becoming fixed and fated during that long voyage eastward for what it is in store for her god only knows and i have seen in my broodings long visions of her future which if a man should see with the eye of flesh he would spread the arms and wheel and wheel through mazes of a hiccuping jiggling frenzy for the vision only is the very verge of madness if i might cease but for one hour that perpetual brooding upon her but i am her child and my mind grows and grows to her like the offshoots of the vanian tree that take root downward and she sucks and draws it and she draws my feet by gravitation and i cannot take wind from her for she is greater than i and there is no escaping her and at the last i know my soul will dash itself to ruin like earring sea-fowl upon pharaoh's lights against her wild and mildly bosom often a whole night through i lie open-eyed in the dark with bursting brain thinking of that hollow gulf of mexico how identical in shape and size with the protuberance of africa just opposite and how the protuberance of venezuelan and brazilian coast fits in with the incurve of africa so that it's obvious to me it is quite obvious that they once were one and one night rushed so far apart and the wild atlantic knew that thing and ran gladly hasting in between and how if i of flesh had been there to see and ear to hear that cruel thundering my god my god what horror and if now they meet again so long apart but that way fury lies yet one cannot help but think i lie awake and think for she fills my soul and absorbs it with all her moods and ways she has meanings secrets plans strange strange for instance that similarity between the scheme of europe and the scheme of asia each with three southern peninsulas pointing south spain correspondent with arabia italy with india the Moria and Greece divided by the Gulf of Corinth, correspondent with the Malay Peninsula, and Anam, divided by the Gulf of Siam, each with two northern peninsulas pointing south, Sweden and Norway, and Korea and Kamaschatka, each with two great islands similarly placed, Britain and Ireland, and the Japanese Hondo and Jeso, the old world and the new has each a peninsula pointing north denmark and yucatan a forefinger with long nail and a thumb pointing to the pole what does she mean what can she mean o oh, ye that made her is she herself a living being with a will and fate a sailor said that ships were living entities and that thing that wheeled at the pole wheels it still yonder yonder in its dark ecstasy 
strange that volcanoes are all near the sea i don't know why i don't think that anyone ever knew this fact in connection with submarine explosions used to be cited in support of the chemical theory of volcanoes which supposed the infiltration of the sea into ravines containing the materials which form the fuel of eruptions but god knows if that is true the lofty ones are intermittent a century two ten of silent waiting and then their talk silence for ever some poor district the low ones are constant in action who could know the dark way of the world sometimes they form a linear system consisting of several bends which stand in one direction near together like chimneys of some long foundry beneath in mountains a series of serrated peaks denotes the presence of dolomites rounded heads mean calcareous rocks and needles crystalline schist the preponderance of land in the northern hemisphere denotes the greater intensity there of the causes of elevation at a remote geologic epoch that is all that one can say about it but whence that greater intensity i have some knowledge of the earth for only ten miles down but she has eight thousand miles and whether through all that depth she is flame or fluid hard or soft i do not know i do not know her method of forming coal hazers and hot sulphur springs and the jewels and the atolls and coral reefs the metamorphic rocks of sedimentary origin like gneiss the plutonic and volcanic rocks rocks of fusion and the unstratified masses which constitute the bases of the crust and harvest the burning flame of flowers and the passage from the vegetable to the animal i do not know them but they are of her they are like me molten in the same furnace of her fiery heart she is dark and moody southern and ill-fated and rends her young like a cannibal lioness and she is old and wise and remembers her and the childish which Uruk built and that temple of bel which rose in seven pyramids to symbolize the planets and bears i nimrud and haran and she bears still as a thing of yesterday old persepolis and the tomb of cyrus and those cloister-like viara temples of the ancient buddhists cut from the himalayan rock and returning from the far east i stopped at ismailia and so to cairo and so where memphis was and stood one bright midnight before that great pyramid of safra and that dumb sphinx and seated at the well of one of the rock tombs looked till tears of pity streamed down my cheeks for great is the earth and her ages but man passeth away these tombs have pillars streaming like the two palace pillars only that these are round and mine are square for i chose it so but the same band near the top then over these the closed lotus flower then the small square plinth which separates them from the architrave only mine have no architrave 
the tombs consist of a little outer temple of court then comes a well and inside another chamber where i suppose the dead were a ribbon-like a struggle surrounding the walls which are crowned with boldly projecting cornices surmounted by an abacus and here till the pressing want of food drove me back i remained for more and more the earth overgrows me woos me assimilates me so that i ask myself this question must i not in time cease to be a man and become a small earth precisely her copy extravagantly weird and fierce half demoniac half ferine wholly mystic morose and turbulent fitful and deranged and sad like her End of section 18. Recorded by Gaby Cowan in Kingston, Ontario, Canada.